the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money on Rob Black. Thanksgiving. Now we've marched to Christmas in the new year. 2020 was supposed to be the year for the optometrist with perfect clarity in sight. We don't have a lot of perfect clarity going into 2021. When will the vaccine arrive? Who will get the shots first? What country gets it over the other country? When does herd mentality, when, like, there's a lot of questions. The way Wall Street seems to be playing it, is we've done these stay-at-home investments. Some of them you might want to hold on to. Some of them you may want to take positions in when they dip. Now we're thinking about the let's get back to work trade. The reopening trade. Ooh. I want to stay at home and gain weight, right? The blue chip Dow industry, industrial average, up 11.9% in the month of November. The Russell 2000, up 20.6% for November on track for its best month ever. Bitcoin has rallied above 19,000. Story O of the day. Not really. DoorDash is seeking evaluation up to $32 billion in an IPO. Airbnb is also coming public. But DoorDash is going to get double what it was in June if they come public. Not too shabby. What a pandemic could do to pull business forward. Congress is robbling. They're briefly reconvening under pressure from Trump and Biden to pass a COVID-19 stimulus bill after months and months of gridlock. Do you remember back in late October... Nancy Pelosi said a deal is close. Steve Mnuchin said they're still talking. Nancy Pelosi. Like, it just, it was nuts. Deal or no deal. We have 72 hours for a deal. We've got 48 hours for a deal. We've got 24 hours for a deal. Deal time's up. 
we still have time for a deal. And Wall Street is like hanging on it. That's probably the next catalyst for Wall Street is some sort of stimulus, whether small or large. We will look at it and say, big enough or not big enough. Um, I'm hearing a lot of rubble that the Democrats should take a $500 billion package. And then once Biden takes office, look for more. The Democrats want a $2 trillion package. Essentially, I think is the right angle I should be bracket. I should be putting out of these two pups, $500 billion to $2 trillion. Democrats are going out and champion. They're fighting for. They're believing in a comprehensive package with unemployment relief, while the GOP has favored small, smaller bill focused on helping businesses. The question is, will you get your $1,200 check again or not? I don't know. Air travel is rising. It's taking off. It's flying. It's gloriously not great. It's not nearly where we were one year ago today. 1.2 million people were screened by TSA on Sunday. Down 60% from the 2.9 million people a year earlier. Um, I would imagine air travel is pretty civil at this point in time because there's not a lot of people doing it per se. But also the system's not really handling it well. A couple airlines had to like beg employees to come in. One airline found themselves in an embarrassing situation of having to cancel flights because they didn't have enough pilots. Airlines have been banking on a spike in air travel. Thanksgiving was prayer number one. Hail Mary dropped. Prayer number two is coming up with Christmas. Hail Mary coming up in spring. Hail Mary coming up in start of summer. Starting of summer seems most realistic to see better numbers. But now start of summer is going to be competing with last year's start of summer versus the previous year's start of summer. So 2021 is going to be compared to 2020, which was compared against 2019. So our expectations are going to be much lower. Under Armour has launched a big old brand new spanking shiny brand with Steph Curry. Why? Because they're becoming irrelevant. Under Armour is number one on a list of brands no longer worn by male teens. What's that mean from a business standpoint? You're like, well, teenagers are picky. They're fickle. They, 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 they may not like the Under Armour. They still like the Nike. Nike's still number one in footwear while Under Armour's 11th in footwear. 11th? 11th in footwear? Okay, I can think of Adidas, Reebok. Like, okay, maybe 11. But that tells you Under Armour ain't catching on. Because last year at this time they were 9th. So this is their Hail Mary. Get Steph Curry, win a championship. They've got Clay Thompson. They've got Draymond Green. They've got Steph Curry. They've got a number two draft pick. they got the guy they traded for last year. Like, they're loaded. Oh, wait, Clay Thompson's hurt. Poop, 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 poop. You can hear across the Under Armour universe all the executives that worked so hard to pull this deal together with Steph Curry to come up with currybrand.com in time for the NBA season, which is starting at Christmas. We should dial up CFP Chad Burton because I know he has tickets to the Blazers. I wonder if they're begging him to like sign up or well, I don't even know. What's basketball going to look like? I could tell you. Gavin Newsom's forcing the San Francisco 49ers to play home games 
not in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Where, where, where will the 49ers play? Um, our conditions don't warrant it. Can't get that many people together. Can't even get staffs together. Like, that's how bad it is. In Santa Clara County, or whatever you want to say. I don't know. I'm not going to get political. Let's go back to Nike. Michael Jordan. He's going to bring in $3.5 billion annually, his brand does, for Nike. So Under Armour wants a little bit of that Michael Jordan magic. I get it. I do get it. Do I think realistically they're going to pull it off? Probably not. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Michael Jack Jordan. Ooh, that was a slip. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Slightly different Michaels. He's considered the best in basketball, right? People want to be like Mike. In investing, you want to be like Warren Buffett. You want to find cash flow positive companies. But if that's not your thing, maybe you're about tech companies. Maybe you're about cash flow companies. Maybe you're about valuation companies. Figure out what you want to do if you want to do it. Otherwise, go with indexes or a professional. From 1997, I remember the UL. Chicago Bulls were a lot like the 2018-2019 Golden State Warriors. Victory was both an aspiration and an obstacle. One thing we learned over the pandemic was ESPN has did a really, really nice job with The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. I don't think he really... He was a proxy for his era, for sure. And Steph Curry could be a proxy for the 21st century. Um, I don't know if Steph Curry has that determination of that Jordan did. And what I mean by that is Jordan really seemed to play basketball so he could pump his fists versus, like, make money. Anyhow, that's what I learned from the last dance. He was a, a fist pump. Little Michael Jackson takes his break. You think it over, you come with me. Don't be afraid to live what you believe. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, there was a woman who kicked this weekend for a big five football team. Her name's Sarah Fuller. And there's a, an amazing journalist named Sirit Sohi. I think she's Canadian, for lack of a better way to describe her. But her name's Sirat, as in Sira Steak, but it's S-E-E-R-A-T. So she's got some Indian in her. Um, she did a really great job this weekend of writing about Sarah Fuller and how, you know, she said, you know, she had a grandfather pass away and she didn't cry when he got you know, put in the hospital. She didn't cry when he died. But over the weekend, she cried when she saw this woman do a kick and 
she was brought onto the team in a flabbergasting kind of way. Um, the kicker for Vanderbilt dropped out due to he didn't want to play in a COVID world. And then the kicker that they was the backup kicker, he got COVID. So she made the team. Um, and will she kick a field goal? Will she get a point after? You know, whatever whack-a-mole approach you, you attack this with, it's pretty cool. Um, she did a squib kick. Vanderbilt didn't score any points, so the only thing time she got to touch the ball was at halftime doing the kickoff, and it was a squib kick, and she did exactly what the coach told her to do. And what was pretty cool about it was people are like, well, wait till she gets hit by a 250-pound linebacker. Wait till this and wait till that. And I just think seeing a female soccer player make a, a big five school, that's a kind of a – it's not a high school. It's not like a Division two team like Louisiana uh, marching band, I don't even know, State College. It, it's not like that. This is a legit program, Vanderbilt. Winning. It's not going to change the world. But like Tolstoy said, the role of an artist is not to resolve the question irrefutably, but to compel one to love life in all its inexhaustible manifestations. She got us to think about she made a team. Do you know how many other guys are on the campus of Vanderbilt who grew up playing soccer? Any other guys are on the campus of Vanderbilt who played high school football and kicked on occasion? She beat them out. She stepped up. Good moment. Very good moment. In a year that just sucks. Um, Leo Tolstoy, by the way. I've thought about doing a radio show called Tolstoy and Your Money. (laughs) It would be lovely, right? Tolstoy once said, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Is that not... A reason to invest in solar stocks? And who's the king of the solar stocks? Elon Musk. Leo Tolstoy said in Anna Karenina, I've always loved you. And when you love someone, you love the whole person, just as he or she is, and not as you would like them to be. So in Tolstoy and Your Money, the new radio show, you love the whole market. I'm good with that. S&P, Standard & Poor's, ranked sectors, Retail and energy and technology, transportation, they're all out there. Consumer discretionary. Wouldn't it be great if there was consumer indiscretionary? (laughs) No. No. But yeah, our economy is wrapped up of a lot of types of businesses, and some businesses have fared better than others during the pandemic. And some will fare better than others coming out of the pandemic. One thing we learned that if you have cash, you're, you're good as a company. So loving the whole, to me, talks about kind of seeing the big picture. So I'm not going to do a show called Tolstoy and Your Money. Um, I do like one more quote by Tolstoy. Nothing can make our life or lives of other people more beautiful than perpetual kindness. That's kind of sweet, right? Or Tolstoy and your money, one more. Just as a painter needs light in order to put the finishing touches into his picture, 
I need an inner light, which I feel I never have enough of in autumn. Okay, so there's no chance I could do a Tolstoy in your money, right? It's too artistic. But I think there is an art to investing, and I think it will take you a whole lifetime. And like, a lot like that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus, uh, Richard Dreyfus, horrible movie. He always wanted to write a breakthrough musical. He always wanted to be big in the music world. And he was a high school teacher. And then 10 years later, he was still a high school teacher. He got married, made a baby. And 10 years later, he still wanted to do music. And he, he, he still was teaching high school. And then later on, he, he learns like, ah, oh, my, my opus, my grand thing was all my students. My students are my life, my art. There's something to be said about Wall Street being the same way. I wish I knew then what I know now, if I can go back and talk to my 20-year-old self, it would sound something like this. Hey, old self, it's future self. Wall Street's going to hit all-time highs on a regular basis. Don't freak out <laughs> when the market goes lower. That cough isn't COVID in the future. What, you don't know what COVID is from 20 years ago? Oh, okay, don't worry about it. Um, future self would be very calming and relaxing. Go talk to someone now, if you're 40, go talk to someone who's 60. Your 40-year-old self would tell your 20-year-old self that everything's going to be okay. Your 60-year-old self will tell your 40-year-old self everything's going to be okay. Your 80-year-old self will tell your 20-year-old self, Jesus, I wish you would have quit your job and put more money in the market. Let me tell you about this company called Tesla. The point being is it's going to take your whole life for you to figure out how to play the game. And if we had access to the rules a little bit earlier, we would do better. And believe it or not, you have access to the rules because you could look at the last hundred years. And as bad as cool it is, it ain't no World War II. Maybe it's a World War One, but not a World War Two. Maybe I'm premature in saying that, but you get the idea. The markets deal with a lot, and once you see that through the eyes of your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your father, your children, the perspective is pretty easy. You want to stay long on the market within reason until the rules change. And right now, low interest rates and government spending works in your favor. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hopefully you've had a good year because the markets have kind of set you up for a good year. We're at record highs on the S&P and the NASDAQ on Friday. The Dow cracked through 30,000 for the first time last week. You should look at your portfolio and go, wow, I'm at an all-time high or close. Hopefully. If I was doing the show 20 years ago, a lot of people would be like, well, I've got 20 stocks and 10 of them. It was more of a stock picker thing back 20 years ago. People were opening accounts with E-Trade. They were turning on the Super Bowl and seeing a monkey riding a rocket to the moon and going, I want to be a monkey who rides a rocket to the moon because I'm d as dumb as a monkey and I could clearly do this. In the month of November, you could do no wrong unless you own big cap growth stocks. They weren't nearly as successful as the Dow Jones Industrial Average or the Russell 2000 
or energy. Energy up 33% th- so in, in November. Russell 2000 up 20% in November. Best month ever. BME. DoorDash is seeking a valuation of $32 billion. Talking about pulling it forward. Sweet. The huge November gains on Wall Street may make the usual year-end Santa Claus rally less likely, or maybe not. Right now, we're looking for stimulus from government. That could lead us higher. I fear the day when we're looking for, we just had great earnings. Now, what's going to happen next quarter? Well, during that period of time, the Federal Reserve is going to meet and go, well, we don't want to continue to reward great earnings forever because that will lead to inflation. Therefore... The Federal Reserve starts raising interest rates, and the government starts going, you know what? You guys are back on your feet. You need to start paying more taxes. So once we hit great earnings again, I'm going to get nervous. But right now, we've got a Federal Reserve who's willing to be accommodative. We have a president-elect who's putting in as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who's already been approved by Congress to become Treasury Secretary, so she should be having new... No, she's been approved to be Federal Reserve Chairman. So there shouldn't be a lot of drama with her becoming Treasury Secretary. Her background as a Federal Reserve member probably paints a picture of she kind of wants to fight inflation and help average people get full employment. She seems like a good pick. But then again, I don't know. Ah, the year... End rally. Will we get the Santa Claus ho, ho, ho rally? December's traditionally an up month. Man, November's not even cold yet. <laughs> and I'm, I'm closing the, the, the door on it, right? Let's see about December. Since 1945, the S&P 500 has risen nearly 1.5% in all Decembers and advanced in price 73% of the time. So three out of four years, it goes up. And it goes up on average about 1.5%. It's the ho, ho, ho rally. Am I going to be taking the last week of Christmas off? Maybe a little bit of it. I plan to do some shows, but not, you know, five days a week going into the new year and going into Christmas. November, we saw growth up 9%. Not bad, but value was up 14%. Stunning. Energy up 34%. Who was the loser? Was a big tech company, so they were up 10%. You can't really call that a loser, but compared to energy, they were losers. Energy banks, industrials, materials, all were big winners in the month of November. So the question is, have we pulled November's gains, December's gains into November? Probably. <clears throat> Stimulus is a big issue. At this point in time, the policies of the politics of striking a big stimulus deal before the January 5th Senate runoff in Georgia seem increasingly remote. We get the reopening of U.S. economies. I don't think it's going to be a smooth transition into spring from winter. It's going to be a COVID winter. I know you're saying that's awesome, right? Thanks, Rob. You just picked up, picked me up. We haven't even, well, Tom's got snow. But we don't have really cold, wintry months yet. We're not in December or the bitterly cold January. February, you get that that dump of a snowstorm, and that leads to March. Ah, spring's right around the corner. 
It's going to be a COVID winter, ladies and gentlemen. The Georgia Senate races are going to be dramatic. And there's already just crazy talk about them. Well, Trump has disillusioned people, so Republicans won't show up to vote because they'll think that he could stolen anyway. It's like, uh-oh. That'll make for an easy win for the Democrats. Like, the amount of craziness going on in December into this January election or runoff, I'm not even sure what it is, it's going to be dramatic. And there's going to be a lot of posts on your Facebook of why we should be voting for a senator in Georgia to be either red or blue. And I'm like, aren't we in the state of California? Yes. The vaccine market assumption right now is the distribution is going to be smooth. That's something to think about as I am want to do, bring up the negatives and the positives. We are assuming smooth rollout with vaccinations arriving December 11th. Both Moderna and Pfizer are talking with the FDA December 8, 9, and 10. And it's expected to be an easier interview process than Maria Bartiromo and Donald Trump. <laughs> For the record, I hate Maria Bartiromo. Not because she's a Fox person, but because she used to be a CNBC person. She's known as the money honey. Um... I'm not a big fan. I, I, I don't fall in love with anchors or broadcasters and go, that's my go-to. And it's funny because I'm a broadcaster, right? And I'm probably a lot of people's go-to. With that said, she was a journalist. And then she's giving money advice. There's something I don't like about that combination. Oh, for the record, I got to watch the South Park 2020 episode. It's fantastic if you could take the dirty potty mouth but they hit everything with black lives matter to covid to trump to the presidency to biden they hit everything hard you will nothing if you get a chance to watch it go to youtube and you can watch some clips and that's all you have to do it'll it'll put a smile on your face today maybe well, if you don't like that crude sense of humor then you don't like that crude sense of humor me I like dark and crude. Valuation is a big question on Wall Street. So here's the big questions right now. The questions are the reopening. How does it go? Another question is the stimulus. How much is it? When is it? The Georgia Senate races, what happens there if the Democrats win both races? The Democrats would control Senate and the House of Representatives, and the presidency. And that would make some people fearful of social programs. And whether you call it government money or tax money, some people are fearful of, like, let's not get too far to the left or too far to the right. Moderation to moderation is kind of what Wall Street votes for, I think. Again, if those two Senate seats go Democrat, you got to think Biden's going to get some uh, more stimulus through tied towards clean energy. Just saying. Then there's the question of the vaccine. When does it arrive? How does it distribute? How many people get it? How many people don't? How many states get it? How many states don't? Will they come down to the states that have already reopened? Will they refuse to get the shot because they believe they're ma- their God-given right not to wear masks? Or will they go, suck it up, Junior, let's go get a shot, and we don't have to wear masks, and we can carry guns. So will the South take the vaccine? It's a good question. 
because who knew that wearing a mask was such a difficult sell? Um, to me, it's like, and again, I got to be very careful. There's some other examples in the world like birth control and seatbelts that in theory, some people have problems with those things. Um, so trying to convince people to wear a mask and they're like, well, that's like birth control. It's my right. It's like gun control. It's my right. <laughs> like, well, okay, mask is your right. Do you have a right to go into a movie theater and scream fire? That's where our, our society starts arguing things. And a lot of people have opinions on birth control. A lot of people have opinions on wearing masks. A lot of people have opinions on seatbelts and government's telling us to do or not to do. There's a lot of questions right now. Again, the primary ones are stimulus. How does the reopening work? Are we looking at, because we reopened for Thanksgiving with our families, we had more turkey sold this year than last year. Are we saying that the reopening is negative for the economy? Probably. We'll see a rough two, four, six week period. And then we'll probably see another rough two, four, six week period after Christmas. And then after that, the vaccine will be starting to play out. We'll have gone through, Scott Gottlieb is saying one third of America will have COVID by Christmas. He believes that's possible. Good thing Moderna says the new data shows COVID vaccines 94% effective. Salesforce is buying Slack. That's expected to be announced tomorrow after the close. Slack is one of those companies that should have done better during COVID. European stocks post their best monthly gain in history on COVID-19 vaccine optimism. European stock market is closed. So we're probably going to see something pretty similar with the United States as far as headlines go. Friday, we hit all-time highs. There is a sector rotation going on. We are marching towards Christmas. Biden announces economic team. He's announced his communications team. The Mandalorian has got a great new character for Disney+. Plus. Life is good. Wonder Woman's coming at Christmas. Who could ask for anything more? The NBA, we get that too. Be cautious when things are too good. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stephanie bringing us back. I want to throw this out there because it shows you that things change over time. Same with Wall Street. I remember 25 years ago, Gwen Stefani was so good looking and she had such a unique voice and the band was all that in a bucket of chicken. Um, and then I suddenly just didn't care. <laughs> it's called turning 30 or something along those lines. Um, focusing on love, focusing on family, focusing on children, focusing on investing, focusing on retirement. And music suddenly lost a bit to me as far as the fringes. And I had to like batten down the hatches and find things that I really, really cared about. And the outside entertainment just didn't work. And what I'm trying to get at is at some point in time, stop making excuses for not saving money. Stop making excuses for not thinking about retirement issues. And what I'm trying to tell you is that like, sometimes you have too much time on your hands. And I've got a friend, not a friend, someone I used to work with, young man. Um, 
came into a lot of money. And he basically decided, I'm just going to blow my 20s staying in an apartment, customizing really cool LED lights and desks and making a video game man cave that will be the envy of the Western world. And at some point, I promise you, he's going to turn 30 and go, well, that was a show. I had a lot of fun. Stayed up till six in the morning, drank a lot of Mountain Dews. Mellow Yellows, it's a southern thing. Um, drink a lot of caffeine, Red Bulls. I had a couple friends over, we nerded out on a land party. But he's going to say, wow, now I only have 30 years left of work. In, in his 20s, he had 40 years left. Not too late when you turn 30. It's too late when you turn 40 and you're like, wow, the last 20 years were great. Played a lot of video games, had a lot of Red Bulls, fell in love. Have nothing saved. Let's think about retirement. Too late. Too late. Hey, by the way, good time to consider um, financial planning. This has been a very odd year, and we're all very different beasts. I use a financial planner. Uh, I'm not a financial planner. I've been in the financial markets as a registered investment advisor. I gave up that certification so that I can do radio and television. I'm not a salesperson in any way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe I am a salesperson, but I'm not a CFP in any way, shape, or form. And I always kind of want to make that clear on occasion. Um, that's where it gets a little bit difficult. A CFP gets to know you. I don't get to know you. I used to get to know people a little bit better in my 20s and 30s when I had a lot more time to waste, but now I don't. Salesforce is striking a deal to buy Slack. You know what's interesting about that? Slack is one of those online companies that should have done better than it did during the pandemic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Zoom, rock and roll, Peloton, rock and roll. We did our jobs. Now let's take a look at the other online guys. Let's see what they did. Uber Eats rocked it. DoorDash doubled their valuation during the pandemic. They're coming public, baby. It's a baby boy. So, Salesforce has made several large acquisitions, and this is a big one. It's going to be the biggest one yet. They bought MuleSoft for $6.5 billion in 2018. They spent $15.3 billion on a company called Tableau. The deal with Slack could become the largest in the software sector ever. IBM bought Red Hat for $34 billion. I don't know if you remember this, but I do. In the late 90s, early 2000s, people are like... Microsoft is going to be put out of business by a company called Red Hat Software. They do Linux software, and it's free. And Microsoft can't compete with it. Didn't happen like that. The big boys tend to figure out how to stay relevant. They pivot. Slack is a formidable competitor to Microsoft Teams communication product, but the stock didn't do well during the pandemic. And thus, the stock has to put their wrist out, and Sister Mary Elephant's going to slap the wrist with a ruler and say, bad slack, bad slack, put yourself up for sale. You should have done better during the pandemic. Ain't that something? So, I have no opinion on this deal other than just saying, okay. 
Uh, it doesn't move me. It doesn't touch me. There's nothing going on in any way, shape, or form with that. Um, it's out there, and it's nice to see. Some other news of note, J.P. Morgan Chase. The Morgan Stanley is downgrading J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs as a group, saying they had too good of a month of October, of November. we got to downgrade these guys. There's some uncertainty about OPEC+. Plus. What's going to happen? Will they extend their production cuts? I hear there's a lot of fatigue coming out of OPEC. OPEC is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. It's basically a drug cartel. that The drug that they sell is oil. And unfortunately for them, Elon Musk and Tesla has come along saying, you know what, we can get energy from solar. And he's a good ambassador for it. So the oil companies are struggling, and then you hit a pandemic, and they're double struggling. And the countries, let's not call them corrupt and evil, but let's just say James Bond used to fight with them in movies, Saudi Arabia, or some crazy Arab sheik, and Russia, or the Soviet Union. So OPEC has a kind of a bad name, and they're kind of getting tired. They they tend to cheat, which is pretty interesting. Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia says, well, let's do one million barrels a day. And Saudi Arabia's like, screw that, I'm doing 1.2 million barrels a day. Iraq's like, I'm doing 1.3 million. There's a lot of lying and stealing. They're just corrupt industries. And again, I'm not talking about, like, culturally. Uh, I'm just saying, business-wise, you don't trust a lot of what comes out of OPEC. Within reason. Again, they've been hit by economic slowdowns due to the pandemic and also solar. Biden's not a good thing for oil, in theory. We'll see. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com and newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.